Welcome to The Breakdown, where we dig deeper into Sunday sermon, talk about life, and encourage you in your walk with Jesus. All right, well, welcome, welcome, welcome. I am excited to begin our new podcast that we have here at Galilee. Uh, my name is Brennan Touchet. I am the discipleship minister here at Galilee. And we also have Nick Viberman, our senior pastor here. Um, and we're, we're excited to, to begin this. And so what this podcast is going to focus in on, um, we're calling it The Breakdown. And we're going to break down each week's sermon. And Love so it. we'll try to get uh, a little deeper. I mean, only in 25, 30 minutes um, from yeah. the pulpit. You can't really hit everything. So uh, we figured, why not give you another 25, 30 minutes? Hey, man, to, uh... listen, that's a dangerous <laughs> thing to do for a preacher. And uh, I love the opportunity to break this down with you. You know, two brothers in Christ, just being able to have some conversation around what God was kind of saying to us and, and what we think, you know, can kind of carry on the message throughout the week. Because anything we can do to... Um, to have that expand beyond just a Sunday morning and be very practical in people's lives. I know that's, uh, that's where our, both of our hearts are. So it's cool. Absolutely. Very good. Yeah. So today we're going to, since our first podcast, we kind of wanted to do some rapid fire questions, kind of a, a get to know you uh, type deal. So uh, I'll start it off. Right. So if you could be a, a world-class at any sport, what would it be? World-class athlete in any sport. I mean, that's an easy thing for me because as a young man that grew up idolizing Dan Marino, mm. it would be football for me. You know, I wanted to be able to throw it with that, you know, razor sharp accuracy and uh, cannon that he had. And yeah, that uh, that did not work out for me. <laughs> Could always throw the ball pretty well, uh, but I don't think I would stand up to the, the pounding of any of that. So yeah, yeah that'd be it. My turn. We yeah. get to go back. And yeah, we'll just go back. And All forth. right, sweet. I love it. So, what uh, we have a lot of questions here, and we kind of pick some of our favorites out of this to to walk through. But what's the first thing you do when you get up in the morning? Uh, make coffee. Oh, it's Is not it, anything with your beard. I thought it would nah. have to be something with the beard. <laughs> nah. Sort the beard out. That that comes later on. I have to yeah. get some some coffee in me, and then yeah. uh, then the routine, the beard routine uh, happens. Yes. So, uh, yes. yeah, coffee first. Love all coffee. the finest moisturizers and all that good yep. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> every morning, every morning, every morning, the beard oil. Yeah. So yeah, it's a process. That takes a little longer. So coffee's easy. Uh, get that off my checklist. So. Man, I go to bed thinking about coffee. Yeah, I love coffee. You know, I just go to bed thinking about it. Tomorrow morning is going to be great because I get to drink coffee. So, yeah, we're on the same mindset on that. All right, your turn. What's your favorite time of year? It's definitely this time of year. I mean, well, sort of. It's it's once we're really and truly in spring, <laughs> not in full spring like we're in right now. Yeah, yeah. You know, you have those days and you're like, oh, yeah, spring is finally here and it's nice outside and you get excited. And then, yeah, you wake up the next morning and it's 20 degrees like it was this past Sunday. Second so, winter. Yeah. Oh, man, that's a killer. And that's like you get your hopes up and then crushed and then you got to wait again. But, yeah, definitely when we get in full on spring and it's beautiful outside and the weather's warming up, man, for sure. All right. So what's what's I wanted to ask this one because I know we're getting to know you two being new to this area. Uh, I still am curious about where you come from, uh, you know, deep in the south. Yeah, yeah. What is uh, what's your favorite spot in your hometown? Ooh, that's a good one. A favorite spot. Um, this one might be a, a little weird because I don't actually go to this spot very often, okay. but I, I passed it. 
Um, when my parents moved more in the country, I would pass it going to church. But it's it's this section uh, of a road where they have these two big oak trees. And over the road, they kind of meet. And so it's these huge oak trees. And as you're driving, it's like the perfect picture almost. Yeah. And if the sun's setting, then you can kind of get that, that glimpse. It's like a frame. But, man, it's yeah. perfect. And it, it's my favorite spot in, in my little uh, okay. city of New Iberia. Oh, I love uh, that. I love that. Very good. What's the best compliment you've ever received? That one is really easy for me. A couple of years ago, somebody said to me, and, and this was a, sometimes you have these families in the church and that you're, you know, you're interacting with all the time. And, you know, most everybody's kind and all those kinds yeah. of things. And that's great. But this was a family where, you know, sometimes you're like, well, I'm not sure I'm their favorite, <laughs> right? And, and, and I may or may not have been, and that's, that's fine. It's all well and good. But uh, one of them came up to me and, and we were having a conversation about something else. And it, they said to me, it's really clear to me about how much and how deeply you love the word of God. Mm. And, and I, don't, I don't even remember exactly how we got there, but yeah. that came just kind of naturally in the conversation. I was like, oh. Okay, that might be the nicest thing anybody's ever said to yeah, me, right? Man, like that is a compliment, right? Yeah, I mean, compliment. that just you know, for somebody who does love the Word of God, and that you want that to be the thing that comes out, uh, you know, from the many, many messages and yeah. teaching and all that stuff that I get to do as a part of being a leader in the church. Yeah, that that's an easy one for me. I like that one. Yeah, yeah, I like that one. easy. All right, uh, I got one more for you all then. Right. What's your favorite pizza topping? And I, I want you to know I'm going to judge you very hard. My favorite pizza episode. topping. I think it's easy for me to go pepperoni, yeah. um, okay. but it's kind of basic. But I love, love, love grilled onions on my on my pizza. Okay. All right. uh, so a little bit of grilled onions, huh. pepperoni, banana peppers, bell peppers. Pushing the envelope a little there with it. And spinach. Onion. I do like spinach on my pizza. Okay, that's yeah, that's a little. But bit. it has to have onions. I, I love onions. All right, you pro that's onion guy. Yeah. So what, how where do you come? Where do you land on the whole pineapple on pizza thing? Yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of pineapple, yeah. and I love pizza. So okay. those things in my mind, they don't mix well. And so it's a no go for me. Italian sausage and pineapple, man. You put the two things together, I'm telling you, it's life-changing. Huh. If you get the good, you know, good yeah. kind of a spicy Italian sausage with the right, you know, pineapple mix, oh, man, I'm all in on that. I'm up for trying it at least one I'm time. I'm telling you, man. Yeah. Combo. Yeah. Try it. Yeah. You'll thank me later. So let's get in uh, into our message. Uh, oh, we don't we get to just do all this, this silliness week. the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We, we, we got to get to the nitty-gritty. That's so, right. Let's do uh, it. All right. So. Um, our, our sermon series has really been focusing in on, on the family. Yeah. And so um, this week in particular, uh, for me, it was a lot of practical stuff. Right. Uh, not only for, you know, parents or grandparents, but uh, for children, too. Mm -hmm. And I think we've done a good job in, in talking about that. Um, but there was kind of three things that you focused on this week, uh, the head, the hands and the heart. Right. And so uh, what we would like to do is just break those three things down. Mm -hmm. And so uh, let's start with the head. Give us kind of a, a synopsis of, of what you talked about with the head. Sure. Well, and, and even before I do that, I'll backtrack just a little and say that I thought, you know, as I said on Sunday, Brian did such a good job as he preached the first part of what is a short series Absolutely. is just a two part series. Sometimes we have four, six, eight, 10, 12 part series. This is just kind of a quick one. But still, we think practical and powerful. You talked about the practical part. Brian did a great job of setting the table of really 
making it clear that everyone was a leader, right? Yeah, everybody yeah. had a responsibility. Everybody has an opportunity and that leadership is influence. And so when we remember that, whether you're young, you know, middle age, older and everything in between, you have a place and you have a responsibility as a leader, as yeah. a Christian, right? So that's really what we wanted to inform this series is that no one would be left behind, right? In, in the responsibilities on that. And so, yeah, we started this week with the head part of that. And I just tried to boil that down in kind of a bit of a slang term, right? Like, hey, where's your head at? Yeah. You know, yeah. check your head, right? Where's your head at? What are you thinking about? And what are you focused on? And so that was, that was really where we began. And is our head right? Is our mind right on focusing on the things of God kind of above everything else and pointing people to Jesus and prioritizing the things that Jesus did. I think we started with a story of Jesus doing exactly that, right? As he raised yeah. up his disciples. Yeah, we did. Um, and the story, I, I think the passage that you used in John chapter four uh, with the Samaritan, I think that one really kind of clicked for me. Um, one thing that I don't think we hit on in this sermon is uh, or we did maybe a little bit, is how the disciples reacted to Jesus. Mm. And when they come back, they're like, um, it says in, in verse 27, it says, when the disciples came back, they marveled that he was talking with a woman, mm. but no one said, what do you seek? Or why are you talking with her? Mm. It's interesting that John even mentions that. Like yes. no one dared ask Jesus why he was doing what he was doing. Oh, that's good. But it makes me think maybe they were thinking it. And so it's interesting because Jesus reacts to them because later on they want him to eat. And he says, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. Mm -hmm. And so he was focused on God's will, on, on what was eventually going to happen through uh, his death on the cross. But he was bringing heaven to earth then, right then, to this Samaritan woman. And, and I think the disciples missed that. And I think John kind of focuses in on that. But Jesus had his head where it needed to be. Mm -hmm. And so my question from this is, how do we how do we either align ourselves with that or maybe realign our head to the will of God? Mm. What are maybe some practical steps we can do to ensure that we um, are on the right track? Sure. Before I answer that, I'll say it's good that you pointed all that out. And I think there's also kind of a funny aside in there where I think it's in this text where one of the disciples is like, where did he get food to eat yeah, that we don't yeah. know about, right? Like, where's he, where's he, you know, did he go by Subway or something? Yeah. We, we missed that, right? So there's kind of that moment in the text there that's pretty cool. Um, and yeah, and he talks about, you know, kind of where he's getting his sustenance mm. and he's getting it from the Father. And I think in a lot of ways that answers your question, yeah. right? It's like, Jesus is talking about his reliance on God and that being the thing that ultimately sustains him, not only physically, mm -hmm. uh, but also in his direction. Yeah, Because Jesus goes above and beyond in his life and ministry to continually point to the will of the Father, even in ways, and I was reading something recently in the Gospel of John, where this happens and he's explaining something happening. And then he's saying out loud, like, I already know that you hear me, but I'm saying this out loud yeah. for the people that are around me. So they'll hear it and know. That's good. Right. Yeah. Like he's going out of his way to say, 
I just want to model this and teach mm. this to y'all that I'm listening and following the direction of the will of the Father. I already know he hears me, but I'm saying this for your benefit. It's just a reminder to us of how deeply connected he is to what the ultimate will of God is. And so I just think for us from a practical standpoint, boy, we better be going out of our way to pray that prayer. Because, mm. you know, I can say all the basic things of like, hey, you know, get in the word of God and have yeah. your daily quiet time. And, you know, but the vast majority of you out there, you know, you already know that. At the end of the day, it comes down to, am I really in that headspace? Am I really in that headspace or am I just paying that lip service? Ooh. Yeah. Right. Because every Christian knows, oh, yeah, I should do what God wants me to do. Well, yeah. Right. But is that really where your mind's at? Or is it, oh, yeah, I know that. But what I really do is kind of lean towards what it is I want. And I think that's perfect. And one of the things that you pointed out, I think is crucial um, for leaders. I know we're talking about leaders in every aspect of our family is to vocalize what we're thinking. Um, I think mm. <laughs> your, your, your quote that you started out the whole sermon with about young pastors write books uh, yeah, uh, about parenting. Parent. I mean, I'm a young parent. Yeah. And, and so for me, vocalizing what I'm doing and why I'm doing it, I think is a great practice for us to influence those people around us. True. Because I keep a lot of stuff in my head and I think I say it or mm -hmm. I think maybe it's coming off in the right way to my wife or to my kids. And it absolutely isn't. And there's a miscommunication that kind of um, separates us. And my goal to help them and to encourage them in God doesn't happen. Yeah. And so I think that that's another practical thing that you that you hit on is is vocalizing what we're doing and why we're doing it for the glory of God. I think it'll help. Sometimes my wife is really good to help me on that. She'll say, "Pastor me." Yeah. Right. She just reminds me. Right. She'll we'll be talking about something and I'll kind of be doing the the standard husband thing of, well, I, I don't know. Yeah. She's like, well, pastor me. Like, how would you answer this for me if you were my pastor? Yeah. Oh, OK. Yeah. Wait a minute. Let me really <laughs> like I need to think about that for a minute. No, I, I and, get that. too. You know, pay a little yeah. more attention because that, that's just a good reminder. So, no, yeah. that's good. Yeah, I mean, and we, we talked about being mission-minded, kind of Jesus was mission-minded. That's mm -hmm. a, a focus that we have, and, and it has to be intentional. I don't think any of these things just kind of, you know, happen. We're not just going to go through life and, oh, we're just going to be mission-minded. It takes yeah. some sort of effort on our part, and God meets us, you know, more than halfway. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's for sure. But it, it does take a little bit of effort from us to be like, all right, God, here's my will, you know, and Jesus yeah. prayed that. Over well, and, and you're over. really, you're making it, it clear too. And this is, this is important is that we're not going to stumble into that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's not going to happen accidentally. Yeah. We're not going to wake up one morning and find ourselves super attuned to the will of God. And it just happened. Right. You know, it's, that has to be something that we are continually pursuing. And so boy, pray that prayer, ask God, give me guidance and leading and help connect my thought process to yours. Um, it's why Isaiah reminds us that, you know, his ways are not our ways, right? He's above us. And so, man, we better, we better lock in on that as an essential truth because that's the only way it's going to really inform and influence our day in and day out life Yeah, is if we're intentional. And, and I think that kind of perfectly segues into the next section that you talked about, um, the hands. Mm -hmm. So maybe kind of touch on that. What, what did you mean by the hands? 
Yeah, I mean, the, that one's really simple, right? It's like, how do the thoughts in my head show up in the things that I do? So how do I transfer the thoughts in my head about, you know, where, at least where my head's supposed to be as I'm leading my family, being a leader in my family, no matter what the age, my age is, how is that showing up in my hands? Yeah. You know, it's, it's the, you know, the whole like, Hey, if I want to hit a baseball, right. And, and Brian opened with a baseball <laughs> illustration in his sermon. So I didn't mean to steal that, but you know, if I want to hit a baseball, I can see the ball. I can know the pitch. I can do all those things, but if I don't trance and I can say, I want to swing, but if I don't transfer the thought in my head to wanting to swing at that ball, there's no way for me to connect with it. Yeah. So, you know, I can know all day long about the things of God. I can have all kinds of head knowledge about who God is and what he wants me to do. But if I don't transfer that thought, then there's no way for me to get a hit. Yeah, I think you hit it spot on. You know, one of the things that, that I was thinking about as you were, you were preaching Sunday is, um, man, sometimes my head isn't in the right place. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I have to do something, be the hands mm -hmm. in order to get myself back into that place. Sometimes my head takes a long time to catch up to my hands. I want to serve. I want to love people. But sometimes I'm not always there with my head. And so I was thinking, sometimes I just have to do. I know what the word of God says. I know that he tells us to give. I know that he tells us to love one another. I know he tells us to forgive and to be gracious. Sometimes my head isn't there. Yeah. And so practicing those things, I feel sometimes it's like, oh, this is why God has told us to do this. This is why God's will is so much more important than my will, because we see the, the after effects of being the hands and it kind of helps our, you know, our brains catch up to that. And, and so yeah, getting your hands I, dirty, gets your head yeah, right, yeah, right. Getting yeah. your hands dirty, gets your head right, head right. And it's, it's a little bit of that adage, and this is kind of a dirty word in the church, I guess, but fake it till you make it Yeah. right. I mean, some days you're not going to feel like doing the thing, you know, you're supposed to be doing at the end of the day, some days you'd better just get after it yep. and let your head catch up to the work of your hands, which Absolutely. is a lot of what you're saying, right? So yeah. you know, that's a good point. And I think you hit practically uh, for the hands and, and you said uh, valuing every day, pay attention to God's little nudges uh, to get a mentor to help and encourage you. And then and that's at every age group. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that number three, where, where I really got worried in those four things in the sermon was that they were so oriented towards the parent and even the grandparent, that we might lose the younger people that were in the congregation and that were, you know, that were listening. But I really did, I tried to go out of my way to help them understand that this, this isn't only for the parent. And that one's a, number three is a perfect example, right? I mean, just wherever you are in life. And I, I think about some of our students in our ministry now that are serving in ways they've, yeah. they've never served before. And they're maybe going like we'll have a, a an older middle schooler, an older high schooler that's working in our kids ministry. And I think about how those kids look up to them yeah. and see them and follow them and watch them singing in worship or doing the, you know, the motions or, you know, opening a Bible with them and doing their small group breakout time. That's huge. Yeah. That's mentoring. Right. It, it, it's it, boy. Everybody has a place as a leader. 
And that one just reiterates it. Yeah. And you can do that at every age. I look, I look back on my life and, and I've had those mentors. Maybe it wasn't this thing where I was like, can you be my mentor? Like yeah. you're my, my Jedi master and I'm your Padawan type yeah, thing. Right. It wasn't always like that, but you look back and you see those people that, that had influence on your life and those people, you know, I'll never forget. And even when we were young, I had those people in my life. And even now, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes you have to search for them. Sometimes yeah. it, it takes a while for you to, you know, get acquainted with somebody and see if, if, you guys connect and or if they could lead you spiritually depending on where they are and so i think it takes some effort on our part but most of that it, it comes kind of naturally uh, and being part of the church and then the last one you said pinpoint uh, each stage of, of a children's development mm -hmm. and um i think that one may have been more geared towards parents sure and grandparents but um i kind of resonated with that one because we do have young kids mm -hmm. and it's like okay how do i show jesus to my young kids sure. who don't really talk yet. Um, and, and so I was trying to think kind of practically how I could do that. And so a couple of things that Heather and I do um, mm -hmm. at breakfast, and, and we're not perfect in any way at these things. Yeah. Some mornings this doesn't get done, but uh, we have these ABC cards that have scripture on them that are associated with each letter. And Adeline started to catch up on that. Mm. Um, at night, we listen to these, these worship videos, and uh, they have these bright lights and and you know it says the same thing but it's scripture and she's starting to do the motions and catch on all these words and sure. and so even through play we'll be like all right let's play you know joan in the well or something like that mm -hmm. they may not fully understand what's going on but i think it's these little things that we do consistently as parents as grandparents that our kids will eventually catch on oh, a million percent i mean you think about the, that Old Testament scripture where it talks about how bind these things mm. to your foreheads, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Put these on your door frames. The whole idea was, and of course, Jews still do this today, you know, and, and they actually, I mean, my wife worked in a Jewish school for some years and every door frame has the little scrolls hmm. of, uh, of the scripture that's rolled up and it's in the door frame of every single door wow. that you walk through in that school. The whole purpose of that text and the whole purpose of that idea is that in your comings and your goings, in your day in and your day out, and whatever kind of your normal life action is, that you're continually pushing God to the forefront, mm -hmm. right? It it doesn't mean that everything has to be a Bible study. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't, <laughs> right? It doesn't mean that everything has yeah. to be okay. Now we're gonna have in depth. You know, kids, let's sit down. Oh man. Now we're gonna have an in depth <laughs> Bible conversation <Chaos. laughs> for the next hour. You know, yeah. no, it's that in our comings and goings. You know, I, my wife is even better at me and than me at this of just being outside and saying, aren't we so thankful for what God created in this? Mm. Look at this beautiful day. Isn't God good? How about that food we had? Isn't God amazing to think about that particular food and how we would like it, yeah. right? Wow. She's just really good at drawing those things out. And that's really what so much of that is, is getting at. Um, is, yeah, you know, find out where your family is and just walk with them through those stages of life. You, you talked earlier about, about finding the mentor. And one of the things I talked about in the sermon was no matter where you were in life, trying to pinpoint a person's or a child's development, you're just trying to ask a question. What is it they need in this moment or in this season of life? And the challenge I, I gave to kind of help clarify that yeah. for people was think back on that season of your own life. What is it you needed? 
and or what is it that someone did for you that helped you? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then I don't know, go do that for somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know that that just seemed like a practical, simple truth for me that helped me clarify yeah. how to use it. And I think it came off uh, as that it, it was Good. super simple. And I think we can all do that. Uh, and then the last thing that, that you hit on was um, the heart. So maybe real quickly, just kind of um, tell us what you meant by the heart. Yeah. You know, that one was really just trying to boil all of this down and bring it together. Right. It was trying to put the bow on everything that we're talking about and saying in this series. You get your head right. It transfers to your hands and then day in and day out, just have a heart for God and who he is, what his desires are, because if your heart, much like your head and these things are very similar, but if your heart is right and, and, and even biblically, the heart being that if you look in the Bible, of course, it just talks about that really being the, the place where who you are yeah. emanates from, right? We get a lot of that language in the Bible. That's really what I was trying to do as I put a bow on this. Is, hey, just let your heart be oriented to the ways and the things of God. And so much of this will work itself out if your heart is right. Now, that's sometimes we got to be careful about that whole idea, right? Yeah. Well, he's got a good heart. Yeah, well, I don't mean that. Yeah, because because right? you know Isaiah tells us what our heart's like. It's right. disgusting. Yeah, so exactly, yeah. we we all of our righteousness, the Bible says, is like filthy rags. Yeah. So please understand what I mean and don't mean. But if your heart is right, that doesn't mean oh you're a nice person. So much as it means your heart is oriented to God, His Word, His truth, and the pursuit of Him. We, we use that scripture about, you know, basically that was talking about the glory of God, right? Like God is above us. And man, if my heart's oriented to that truth, it's going to come out in the way I live yeah. and how, I, how I'm a part of a family and how I lead in my family. Hmm. I like that. It kind of makes me think of uh, John 15, where Jesus is talking about, you know, the, the vine and the branches. Mm -hmm. You know, when we're connected with God, when, when, when we're really in his word and community and prayer, when we're connected, we'll see that fruit. Amen. It comes out naturally. A tree doesn't have to think about growing fruit. It, it just not. it just grows it. That's a perfect transition to the message that's coming up next week as we talk about abiding huh. in Christ. Okay. So that uh, was really well yeah, done. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, that was really impressive. And I know it's totally accidental. <laughs> I did. I did. I didn't get paid it. for that. Yeah, yeah. We will take it. <laughs> we'll give you a little extra. Oh man, I, I like it. And, and so I kind of just wanted to wrap up. Uh, you know, our first podcast. Um, with a question. Okay. Uh, real simple. Mm -hmm. What are you looking forward to this year? Mm. You know, whether ministry or personal, either, mm -hmm. either or. Yeah, there's so, so much to look forward to. I feel like this is just such a sweet season of ministry in our church and uh, such a great time where God is really blessing us and, you know, bringing us out of the craziness of COVID season. So I really just can't wait to see what's next in our church. Um, how we continue to, to make disciples and grow people, grow families, impact families. I keep coming back. I, I woke up this morning and I'll kind of put a, a succinct answer on this as best I can. I woke up this morning thinking about how happy I was that we had this clarity of vision mm -hmm. as a church. We just put yeah. out our three-year vision and you can find that online at Galilee.org. But we talked about and we really set this time aside to pray and to lead the people into 
what's next. Yeah. So, uh, so much of that is already starting <laughs> to come to fruition yeah, and very yeah. quickly. Like I find myself very busy with the nuts and bolts of that right now, but boy, do I get excited about it because it's, it's the old, and these, the scripture almost feels cliche, but there's no such thing as a cliche scripture, uh, you know, that where there's no vision, the people perish. And I just think about not us, yep. right? We've yep. got vision. God has given it to us. And man, we are going to follow it and trust him. And, and I can't wait to see what's next. So that's what I'm excited about. How, how about for you? I get to throw it back at you. Yeah. Uh, for me, man, it's a bunch of new first. Yeah. Um, just be, getting here two months ago. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of firsts that I'm excited to be a part of. Mm-hmm. You know, we have our, our welcome brunch and our, our first discovering galley that's coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm excited to be a part of that. I'm excited about our vision and seeing those things play out. And so for me, man, just all these first, I'm excited to be a part of this church. I've already felt like family. Um, And so it just kind of pushes you and want, makes you want to do that much better, you know? And so I'm excited for this year. So is my family. And uh, man, I'm so glad that we were able to do this today. Me too. Kind of get off, get our first one off the books. That's it. And uh, from here on out, man, it's going to be uh, super easy. That's so. it, man. That's awesome. Well, I definitely enjoyed the time and uh, enjoyed getting to, to talk to Brennan and, and getting to be with you guys. Can't wait till next time. Yep. All right. See you guys later.